produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dazzling Duo. Uh, you know, I was listening to Keepers of the Fringe earlier today, and y'all did the typical bit, and I had one that I was going to use. <laughs> Gone. You would not believe how many times that happens to me right as we start recording. I had one, and I'm like, oh, no, I forgot it. (laughs) Here we go. It's Derek, who's my sparkle to my twilight, or twilight to my sparkle. My little pony. Uh, Anyway. uh... Want to know more? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) (laughs) My man to my, the man to my spider. (laughs) The fantastic to my four. If you want to be considered four, why not? The mighty to my Thor. Okay, now I'm just <laughs> mentioning names of, but before we get there, because yes. I also mentioned the Incredible Hulk and the X-Men and Black Panther. Okay, we've, we've had all this gender role swap. We've had race swap with characters. If they do a, a race swap with the Black Panther, would he be the Pink Panther? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> we say that in jest, folks. Um, check out the website, webegeeks.net. New link for the store is up. <laughs> check it out. Buy stuff. Some sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, jerseys. That will say Citizen and 12 on it. Why 12? Because that's the year the show got started. Uh, check out our other affiliates, superhero stuff, Loot Crate, uh, TV Store Online, Fan Chest. Um, all of them are going to be having some great Black Friday sales coming up soon. Ripped Apparel. Uh, I believe we're going to be doing a Black Friday sale. Cyber Monday sale like everyone else on our store as well. So, and we got a couple new, uh, I just saw the new site today for our store, a fleece lined hoodie. Ooh. Ooh, is right. So not only like a performance hoodie, but a fleece lined hoodie. Okay. I'm going to ask. Nice. I'm going to ask hoodies. Are you a, mm-hmm. are you a pullover hoodie guy or a full zip hoodie or a quarter, well, as or, with, or a quarter zip hoodie? Since as with the too. hoodie I am currently wearing, it is a full zip hoodie. That is what I prefer. I am a pullover hoodie type guy. Mm-hmm. So and I will say with pullover hoodie, I will accept full pullover or a quarter zip pullover, one or the other. I have gotten some in the past that have skate lace tops. Oh, right. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, yeah, you've seen me wear a couple of them. Those mm-hmm. are kick ass too. So, but yeah, check out the site. Uh, we got pull, we got stuff for everyone. Uh, and I believe kids sizes as well. So uh, if not, we will have kids sizes. So we should. Um, so yeah, uh, questions, comments, stuff you want to talk to us about, uh, click our speak pipe link on the site, leave us a voicemail, or shoot us an email at weebygeeks at weebygeeks.net. Now, on to probably the biggest news of the week. 
If not the most upsetting. Um, if not the biggest news of the year. So I was, what's funny is that I was at work when I found this out. And I found out because one of my friends texted me and, and uh, he said, basically he said Stan Lee passed away. And uh, at first I was like, yeah, right, shut up. I thought he was playing a joke on me. So I hopped on my Facebook and it was all over my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stan Lee uh, passed away. Mon- uh, was it actually Monday? I think it was actually Monday. Wasn't was it, it Monday or was it two? Yeah, Monday. It was Monday, yeah. Um, 95 years old. Uh Sad, but not completely surprising as he hasn't been doing so well uh, the last couple of years. He started, he started pulling back from his convention appearances and such. And well, the last time, had, he, last time he was here in Orlando at Megacon was 2017. Well, last mm-hmm. year, yeah. Uh, he had some health issues. Um, of oh. course, his, his wife, Joan, passed away last year after 69 years of marriage. But don't forget um, all the people who, you know, the, the theft that he was mm, going through. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's 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 hard to to put into words. Stanley for me was uh, an important figure in my life. Uh, I considered him one of my heroes because, as as a a creator and 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 writer and such, it it was my it's it's always been kind of a dream of mine to to create something that is so beloved like he has done so for that he was always one of my heroes um and so you know but you know i i think you have created some stuff that people love i mean keepers of the fringe new england society of geeks wookie radio weeby geeks i mean sure it's it's, it's the start of it it's not it's not comics but no you are a creator yes thank you um you're welcome but yeah but as a creator the you know the old ultimate goal is to to be to do what Stanley did or to do what George Lucas did or even JK Rowling or you know just something that will last just for a long time that people will love so because of that you know he's one of my personal heroes so I'm, I'm very sad to see him go and uh, I did a little mini podcast on a New England the New England Society of Geeks podcast um, if you want to listen to that you can find that on the Weeby Geeks uh, site we gotta get you a, a site for for your all your stuff mm. your little mini network <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so of course, I see just there's been a, me a lot of, <laughs> oh no, I just, I was just continuing with, <laughs> uh-huh. yes, that would sure. be, I would love that. I would love that. But anyway, it's not about me. It's about Stan right now. Um, of course, a lot of people, you know, there's been all kinds of people all over social media expressing their, uh, their love and their condolences for Stan and his family and everything. So it's been nice. And it's 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 a day we always knew was coming, but a day that we weren't. I don't think we were expecting it this quick. No, yeah, and it, it it's one that we always you always knew event. I mean, he was ninety five, but on the other hand, you're like Stanley's never gonna die. He's just gonna live forever. Uh, That's what we thought. Yeah. Um. So of course, another sad thing is with Stanley's passing, we're probably never going to see another character from him or. 
Will we? Because it seems that uh, Stanley's daughter, JC, uh, in a new interview, st- st- said that her father help- was helping her to create one last superhero. Well, that's interesting. Yes. And in the interview, she said, I've been trying to get him to create a character with me his entire life. We've been working on a character called Dirt Man, <laughs> which is interesting. Um so after creating the character, JC had her father helping develop him further, providing his input as recently as this past weekend. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive, huh? Um, for now, all we know about the superhero is his unique name, Dirtman, which <laughs> which already sounds completely unlike any of the popular characters which can currently be seen in Marvel movies. That's true. Uh, we still don't know what his backstory or abilities are, but JC is planning on moving forward with the project after her father's death. And is hoping to one day see it be developed as a feature film. Interesting. Um, of course, being that this is the last character that Stan Lee ever worked on, uh, that, that makes Dirtman a very special character. And uh, certainly would be something that all of Lee's fans will want to see. Even though it's an interesting idea and it makes you wonder, what is Dirtman? <laughs> Um, and another cool thing, uh, JC said that, that she's working on a charity foundation that will be called the Stan Lee Childhood Literacy Foundation. Um, be- because she said that Lee took his craft very seriously, um, although not at first, uh, because uh, as we all know, Stan Lee famously used to think that comics, that he wasn't doing much with comic, you know, making right. much of a difference with comics until he realized how important they are to 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 people and children. Um, so he also saw the written word as extremely important. Uh, that, that certainly is fitting for somebody who helped place comic books into the hands of so many budding readers over the past several decades. Um, so, of course, saying goodbye hasn't been easy for fans and even more difficult for JC, of course. But the foundation would serve as a great way to help keep Lee's amazing legacy shining bright. So, uh, of course, Stan's most famous characters, such as Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Hulk, Black Panther, Doctor Doom, Iron Man, and so many more, will live on for many, 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 many years to come. So there will always be a part of Stan Lee in the world, which is a good thing. And uh, especially, especially, especially in these times when superheroes have hit, um, especially the movies and stuff have uh, have become more mainstream and more popular. So it's it's kind of nice to see. Uh, additionally, it's reported that Stan Lee has already filmed his cameo for the currently untitled fourth Fourth Avengers movie. So uh, we will at least get to see one more cameo from Stan. Well, it makes you wonder, did he have the cameo for um, Spider-Man Far From Home done as well? I did not see any mention of that. I saw that he did have it for Avengers 4. He does not have one for Dark Phoenix, and that's all I saw. Yes. That's surprising. Yes. I guess he didn't get to do one for Dark Phoenix in time. so. So I wonder if he has one for New Mutants. That I don't know either. I think I have a feeling that the Avengers one might be his last, which in a way is kind of fitting 
Yeah. Since Avengers 4 is going to be the culmination of all all of the past Marvel films. Yeah. So that's kind of fitting in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's... <sighs> It's a shame. It really yeah. is. I mean, it is. It's yeah. We we know we know Kevin Smith was involved in trying to uh, keep watchful eye on him, uh, especially with all the stuff that was going on. Right. Yeah. Um. Which you know, personally, I'm gonna say kudos to Kevin Smith for that. Oh, definitely. Uh, thank you, sir, for for watching out for for the legend. Um, I want to say wasn't Stanley one of the first ones to also acknowledge the right no he still really wasn't no you know like the whole thing that went down with uh with kirby or like creators getting the proper credit i'm I mean, not he, sure he, yeah yeah I mean, it seemed like he took care of himself because he was also essentially owner of the of the company. But it it also seemed like um, what you call it. It it also seemed like you know there there was that fight with Jack Kirby and some stuff. Right. Um, I know we we know D, there was a lot of issue with DC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um. But yeah. I mean, li- where do we go for a list of all the characters Stan created? Well, let's check Wikipedia. They might have it. Certainly. Um. Let's see. Uh, uh, see, Wikipedia's got something interesting. That comics bibliography, DC Comics. Hmm. He wrote. Or he did something for DC Comics Presents Superman number one in 2004. He did a text piece in Detective Comics 600. Uh, just imagine Stanley creating Aquaman, Batman, Catwoman, Crisis, Flash, Green Lantern, JLA, Robin, Sandman, Secret Files and Origins, Shazam, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Um, of course, the major book, which I want to get a copy now. I, I was, I've been wanting a copy forever, but I want to get a copy for sure now how to draw comics the marvel way oh yeah um man maybe we need to do it this way list uh there's like there's hundreds of them i'm looking at i see i found on wikipedia characters created by stanley and they had to break it down into let into alphabetical letters (laughs) and there's just holy crap yeah he had his hand in almost everything. Oh, yeah. Impossible Man. Impy. Yeah. <laughs> and who did he do Impossible Man with? Created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Man, Kirby. And it was him and Kirby, him and Ditko that pretty much created the majority of the... Yeah. But... I mean, it's so bad that Wikipedia says next page. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, it's just insane. Stripperella. Oh, I remember he did that for. Oh, uh, I did, remember that. Yeah. He did that for, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pamela Anderson. Yes. Did you ever watch his, uh, reality show that he did? Yes, I did. Sad part is I can't remember the name of it. Me either. <laughs> I can't remember because they don't list a filmography on here. No, this is all strictly comics. Well, even his Wikipedia page does not list a filmography. Oh, film mm-hmm. and television appearances. Uh, oh, there we go. Stan Lee cameos. Um, it lists all his film appearances, uh, television, uh, film, TV, live action. Uh, okay. 
Lee hosted the 2010 History Channel documentary series, Stan Lee's Superhumans. Yes, Loved right. that show. Whoa, that was 2010? Eight years ago. Wow. Wow. Now, Lee hosted and judged contestants in the sci-fi series, Who Wants to Be a Superhero? Yes, I watched that one as well. I watched that one a lot. Mm, that one was fun. I do want to get this. Lee appears with director Kevin Smith and 2000's editor-in-chief Joe Casada in the DVD program Marvel Then and Now at Evening with Stan Lee and Joe Casada. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, he appear he appear he plays a bus driver in the 16th episode of the first season of Heroes. No I, kidding. Huh. I did not realize he was in here. Me either. <laughs> uh, I knew he appeared in Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, he made an appearance in Entourage. Hmm. Uh. I mean, he, he, he did more, he did some appearances in more than just Marvel films. So, yeah, it's, apparently he, Stan Lee makes a brief cameo in the Spider-Man game as a short order cook. Yes, he does. If they don't do it in real life, they need to do it in the game and put up a statue in front of Marvel headquarters in the game. Ah, oh, yeah. That's all I got to say. Mm. And, and looking at who wants to be a superhero, they did two seasons of this mm -hmm. i thought there was i didn't think there was that much oh yeah it just ran so much together um there was a 12 hero cast for season one uh roadie art levity nitro g cell phone girl <laughs> <laughs> the iron enforcer <laughs> monkey woman the vecchius <laughs> creature lumera major victory Fat Mama. Ah, I remember her. And Feedback. And at, with this cast, only one gets uh, has a highlight name. I believe Feedback was the winner, wasn't he, in that season? I think so. I could be wrong, but I believe you're right. Feedback one, Fat Mama second. Mm. Then season two, Braid, Mindset, Mr. Mm. Mitzvah. <laughs> Miss Limelight, Basura, Whipsnap, Partheon, Hyperstrike, oh. Hygiena, and the Diffuser. Ah, good times, good times. And the Diffuser is the one who ended up winning. Mm. And the funny thing is, some of these people are still making con circuit. Really? Good, good for you guys. Yeah, really. So, yeah, I, hey, take it. So, um, now, something else that came out this week or that was involved this week? Yeehaw. That can only mean one thing. Trailers. Because <laughs> you hear banjo music when you go to the trailer park. Um, a couple trailers broke this week, making major news. Uh, teaser, two teaser trailers for uh, Toy Story, which the first, or Toy Story 4. The first one was, two. Oh. The first one was some funky music. Uh, and you see, uh, see the cast, the main cast going around. And then you, you see Woody, Buzz, all them. It looks like they're going around in a circle. And then this last one is a spork <laughs> that's been drawn on with pipe cleaner arms and legs. He goes, I'm not a toy. <laughs> the second one was a teaser reaction trailer that's starring um, these two new characters. Uh, okay. So movie web talks about it. Pix Disney Pixar dropped the first trailer earlier this week, introducing the new character Forky. Yes, I said that right. Forky. Who is Forky? Um, he is voiced by Tony Hale. 
Uh, not a lot is explained about Forky and his place in the rest with the rest of the beloved cast. But um, but when Ani, when Bonnie adds a reluctant new toy called Forky to her room, a road trip adventure alongside old and new friends will show Woody how big the world can be for a toy. So we know this movie is going to be based around Bonnie now instead of Andy, which is fine. It's the way it needs to be. The the mantle was handed over. Um, then. Uh, John Cooley explains even further the world's the world of Toy Story is built upon the idea that everything in the world has a purpose a toy's purpose is to be there for its child but what about toys that are made out of other objects Forky is a toy that Bonnie made out of a disposable fork so he's facing <laughs> a crisis he wants to fulfill his purpose as a spork but now has to now has a new toy purpose thrust upon him oh interesting huh. so that's quite funny and, and one the character um, posters for this is Forky holding a fork and a spoon. <laughs> like, and he's in the middle. Um, now, Keenan McHale Key and Jordan Peele uh, and voice these new characters named Duck and Bunny. Um, and, th- and this whole thing is funny. They're, they're, they're like at a um, carnival game. And they're talking about the new trailer and, and Buzz. And they're talking about Buzz Lightyear. And uh, uh, he goes through like the, the bear uh, or the bunny goes, yeah, love his catchphrase to infinity and your mom. <laughs> it's like, say what? <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. It's to infinity or to insanity and a blonde. <laughs> and then just come up with all of a sudden Buddy, Buzz and Woody show up and they go, no, no, guys, 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 this is the way it's done. And Buzz goes to infinity and beyond. And they're, they're laughing. You can't go past beyond, past infinity. <laughs> you don't know science. <laughs> and then the trailer and then the teaser <laughs> r- drops off. It's great. Love it. I like that, actually. Uh... Watch the first one, then watch the second one. The first one, the second, if you see the second one with Duck and Bunny, mm. Watch find the other one first. But then the trailer for Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so it's an animated film. No, it's live action. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So in the trailer, believe it or not, there were 57 Easter eggs in the trailer. Oh, they really? okay. yeah, they say it's hidden in the poster. Wait, what about the Easter eggs hidden in the in the trailer? Trailer breakdown. Here we go. This is the one I'm looking for. With the yes, get that out of the way. Um, um, where where's the breakdown? T- trailer breakdown, sixty plus Pokemon Easter eggs and hidden references. And it's name featured Pokemon in the trailer: Jigglypuff, Bravery, Joltik, Pancham, a terrifying Mister Mime, which was intriguing, and more. It, um, there's nearly two dozen Pokemon rendered as re- realistically as possible. Some were clear, and wow. some were kind of hidden with the whole blink you'll miss them. Uh, the trailer also had various nods to Pokemon that weren't actually shown in full, including signs with Victini, Whopper, Pedalil, and more. There are also multiple posters showing off regular and legendary Pokemon like Rayquaza, Rashiram, and Zekrom. In addition, um, the official trailer was revealed, and it's chock full of its own Pokemon references, like uh, Unova's style pizza sign. Climb back to the Unova region of Gen 5, um, the Hi-Hat Cafe from the Detective Pikachu game, the Moo Moo Milk Berry Juice, uh, Moo Moo Milk Berry Juice, Rare Candy, and more. And then you could go even further with 
what's discovered on the official site, like including the M2 graffiti on the dumpster referencing uh, Mewtwo, a camera sign with the word Snap calling back to the Nintendo 64 classic Pokemon Snap, a Pokemon, a Pokemon daycare, neon signs depicting Pokemon such as Loudred, uh, references to in-game items like Repel, a sign for J-Puff, Records, and EV Salon, possibly alluding to an upcoming cop to, uh, customization option in Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, so yeah, as far as we know, it's no Ash Ketchum, but it is mm. Pikachu, who is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. And, and That's they, interesting. And they show in the trailer where Ryan Reynolds is talking to a, um, or Pikachu is talking to it. It's detective. And the detective understands him for what he is. Yes. So he looks up and go, do you understand him? Yeah, he looks at someone else. Can you hear what he's saying? And they're like, yeah, he's going, Pika Pika. <laughs> and then it's Ryan Reynolds going, Pika Pika. <laughs> and then turn yeah, around. Like, um, uh, um, Vin Diesel is Groot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's insane. I don't know. I don't I don't know if my, we're, we're going to end up seeing it. I doubt it. Mm. Um, but it could be interesting. So we shall carry on. Other major news that broke this week. Well, well. Uh, One more just time. Just a little bit. Just, well, <laughs> just, a, just a little bit of news about a little show uh, that you may have heard of. You may Never. even have seen it. Never heard of it. Um, th- that show is called Game of Thrones. And it was recently announced um, that the final season of Game of Thrones, which we've been waiting for for a very long time, um, the eighth and final season, is going to premiere sometime in April of 2019 on HBO. Of course, that was big news for everyone. But uh, there's been a little bit of other news about the show as well. In fact, uh, Game of Thrones director David Nutter, uh, that's his real name. (laughs) I didn't make that up. That's his real name. Uh, He recently participated in in an Ask Me Anything thread on Reddit, uh, and he confirmed something that fans have been hoping for ever since the end of the seventh season, that the episodes for season eight would be longer and more epic. Uh, in fact, uh, according to Nutter, each episode will be much longer than 60 minutes, making up for the number of episodes given the new season, which uh, I believe is going to be six episodes. Um, so he said, and I quote, Season 8 episodes will all, I think, be longer than 60 minutes. They'll be dancing around the bigger numbers. I know that for sure. Um, there, but there's been so there's been a whole lot of talk about the final Game of Thrones episode episodes being longer than the usual, uh, since HBO decided to shorten the number of episodes of the series, uh, and the the HBO has also given the final season a significant budget increase, uh, so that would make sense that there'll be lengthier episodes. 
Right. And uh, Nutter also spoke about the series' final season, and he didn't hold back in praising the showrunners David Benioff and Dan Weiss, uh, to which he said, I'm completely satisfied with how season eight ends. I think that David Benioff and Dan Weiss did a tremendous job, and they took into consideration what the fans want as well as what is right as far as storytelling is concerned. I guarantee there's going to be lots of surprises and shocking moments, but it's really very compelling stuff. So, uh, no, I mean, there's probably going to be a variation on each episode as to how long they are, but they will be longer than an hour, and they will be epic, and I'm sure this season will probably go down as one of the greatest seasons of television in history. Could be. Because there is a lot to wrap up, and it's going to be epic. Yep. Truly, truly epic. Especially, I cannot wait. Especially if they're talking about the fact that it's going to have a longer than an hour episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. It is quite exciting. It is. But we have to go back to some sadness. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What you talking about, Willie? <laughs> if that catchphrase stuck out to you, well, it's not anymore. <laughs> the ALF series reboot is dead. Oh, no. Uh, and in August, uh, this comes from Geeky Tyrant. Uh, in August, word got out that Warner Brothers was looking to either make an ALF reboot or a sequel. Now, TV Line is reporting that we're not going to be seeing either as it has been canceled. One of the concepts was involving ALF emerging from Area 51, where he had been held captive since the original series finale mm. and observing how much of the world has changed since that time. Uh, reports indicate that the death of the project is due to networks not being interested, which is kind of surprising because everyone seems to love reboots and remakes these days. So, oh, speaking of which... Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Um, speaking of which, I gotta I gotta read you this. Uh, I gotta find it now. I thought it was cool. Um, ah, here we go. Remember when we had Brian Volk Weiss on the show? Indeed. Um, this came great from great interview. This came from. Uh, people at his company. Uh, we're excited to announce that the backdoor pilot of our newest series, Discontinued, will be premiering on the CW Network on December 16th, 2018. Oh. Discon- Discontinued tugs on similar nostalgic heartstrings that Toys That Made Us does with the wider scope as Discontinued focuses on discontinued foods, toys, businesses, brands, and many other things that we cannot enjoy in more. We included uh, the press release below, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I am reaching out to try and get them on the show. Interesting. Very interesting. I like it. So, yeah, but another tradition is coming back as well. Well, sort of. Um, Well, kind of a little different in a way. So Doctor Who this season uh, has been quite a change, uh, both in the fact that uh, the Doctor is now played by Jodie Whittaker as the first ever female Doctor. Um, And the uh, wife says is doing a great job. She is doing a great job. I really I enjoy her. I'm really enjoying her a lot. Um, and the, uh, the showrunner has changed as well. Uh, used and went from Stephen Moffat to Chris Chibnall. And you can definitely see a change in the type of stories and things they've done. And it's, it's been pretty good. Um, so, uh, 
so everything's going well so far and it's it's been received well as also so that's good um but uh they not only have those changes been made but there's another change being made and that is that this year the show will be skipping for the first time since its return in 2005 the christmas episode so that's right folks no christmas episode this year of doctor who that has not happened uh since the new episode <coughs> came in 2005 they've always done a christmas episode but no christmas episode for you this year you have been bad fans. No, that's not why. Um, instead, the series is going to be coming back after the 11th season finale for a New Year's Day special. Interesting. Um, of course, this has been rumored for a while, and there's been some fan uproar about it and everything, but uh, it was basically confirmed on Wednesday via Doctor Who magazine. Uh, and the reason behind them not doing Christmas spe- special is not as nefarious as you might think. Uh, basically, the previous showrunner, Stephen Moffat, uh, said that the reason they're not doing a Christmas special this year is uh, pretty simple. And uh, he was quoted as saying, I sort of think we might have mined and possibly overmined every single thing we could about Christmas in Doctor Who. And the last time we more or less ignored it. So that makes sense, really. I mean, how many Christmas specials can you really do that are, you know. Right. Until you start running into the same kind of stuff. Uh, of course, Chris, uh, current current showrunner Chris Chibnall has not yet commented on this, but, uh, you know, it won't be the first time that Doctor Who has played on New Year's. The second part of David Tennant's send-off episode, The End of Time, actually aired on New Year's Day in 2010 to 12.27 million viewers. Uh, of course, the BBC has not officially confirmed the news, but everything looks like it's lining up uh, that way. So what is known for certain is that Jodie Whittaker will conclude her first completed season as the 13th Doctor on December 9th in a Chibnall-directed episode titled The Battle of Rainscore Av Kolos. And then we will probably be seeing the New Year's Day special. So there you go, kids. You don't get a Chris, Doctor Who Christmas present, but we could be getting a New Year's one instead. So, I, I mean, you know, what you can't really complain about that. You, you'd no. still be getting one, something. Either way, it's still another episode of Doctor Who. True. And sometimes traditions need to change. Yeah. Evolve. <laughs> I know, like for me, I'm very stuck on formality and mm. and structured. It's okay to change things every now and then. Sure. So it's it can be refreshing. Yeah. Um before we get to our next story, um, I just want to say we're all devastated, at least the two of us for sure are devastated about um the, the forest fires or the wildfires out in California. Mm. But yes. for for us, it kind of hit us a little bit more mm. than indeed than we were expecting. Um, Two time guest Tracy Birdsall lost her home completely, lost her home to one of the fires, and her one of her daughters started a GoFundMe page. Uh, it's www.gofundme.com forward slash Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y dash Birdsall dash rebuild dash her dash life. Go donate. Let, let's 
I mean, anything's going to help. It, it really is. And, and we are uh, certainly saddened to hear that this happened to Tracy. And uh, <clears throat> we are, I, we're at least glad to know that she herself did survive. So Yes. I mean, I, I'm sure anything, anything would be grateful. I'm, I'm quite sure of it. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, I, I'm sitting here looking at how to do this. See, I've never done GoFundMe before. Mm. Did you see the video she posted? Yeah. Of her, yeah, I did see that. Of her burnt house and everything? Yeah. It, it's it's insane. Mm. Absolutely insane. And some of the pictures in another video, I mean, I told her in, in one of my Twitter posts, I said, it's so sad but th- that it's happening, but, you know, some of the stuff she's showing would make great mm. B-roll for films. Huh. You, you know? Mm. So, um, so, yeah, it's... It's it's a shame. It really is. Yeah. Um, donations must be at least five bucks. But you know what? I I, I say. I, so I'm going through the process. Okay, I'm gonna have to finish this off later. <laughs> this is asking for information that I can't do right now. Mm. But I'm gonna be donating. I, I really am. I can't donate a lot, but I I'm gonna do something, and I know it's gonna be appreciated. But to move on, uh, Tracy, you know you know you're we're here for you. Uh, you know we love you. Um, hold strong. You know, you're a strong woman. Uh, you, you definitely will overcome. I know the memories are hard to lose, but at least you have those memories in your heart. You, you still got friends who are, who are around for you, and at least you're you're still alive, and that's the important thing. So, um, sorry to get that deep moment, but <laughs> need to put that out there as well. Uh, Jeremy Irons is confirmed to be playing Osmandius in HBO's Watchmen series. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So it, it was rumored a few months ago, but now it's confirmed that, in fact, he will be playing the character. Uh, the character will obviously be older. Uh, <laughs> and, no, the, char- the character previously described as an aging, imperious lord of a British manor. Well, that fits Jeremy Irons. Um, but someone's going, think William Hurt was slight Asperger's. <laughs> oh, this is so wrong. I know someone who has Asperger's, and that's kind of hard. Mm. Um, so we don't know how big of a role as Mo- as Mandius is going to be, um, but he will be in the series, and it's going to be helmed by a great actor. So uh, it's also reporting too that Gene Smart has joined the cast and will be playing a mysterious FBI agent. So uh, mm. who is? Um, Damien Lindelof has stressed that he will not be messing with the original story, which the fans seem to be grateful for. Yes, definitely. So um, when talking about the new characters that will fill the story, he's saying some of the characters will be unknown, new faces, new masks to cover them. We also intend to revisit the past century of costumed adventuring through a surprising yet familiar set of eyes. And it's here we will be taking our greatest risks. Uh, The cast also Includes Regina King, Don Johnson, Tim Blake, Tim Blake Nelson, Louis Gossett Jr., Yaya Abdul Mateen II, Adelaide Clemens, Andrew Howard, Tom Mizon, Francis Fisher, Jacob Ming Trent, Sarah Vickers, Dylan Shombing, Lily Rose. Wait, Lily Rose Smith. That's not the same from as uh, who's doing Batwoman, is it? No, no, okay. that's uh, that's Ruby Rose. Gotcha. And Adeline Spoon. Lindelof will write and executive produce a series, and Nicole Castle will direct and executive produce. Hmm. So that's that. I'm looking forward to that. Should be interesting. 
Yeah. So I, I especially I do like that they're not just rehashing the original the 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 original story. Yeah, which one Alan Moore was not too happy about. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but there's some also other great news. Boy howdy. <laughs> so uh this is actually really um really cool. Oh, this is actually a nice little nod to uh our earlier story about Stan Lee in a way too because one of Stan Lee's creations is nominated for Game of the Year. That's right. Marvel's Spider-Man for the PS4, a fantastic game that I love and I enjoy. Uh has been nominated for Game of the Year by the 2004 2018 by the Game Awards. Uh, of course, the game was developed by Insomniac Games for the PS4. It has received overwhelmingly positive reviews since its release in early September, uh, including my own overly positive review. And it has also proven to be the gift that keeps on giving with the first DLC expansion, The Heist, uh, that debuted last month, which was a lot of fun. And the second DLC, Turf Wars, is set to arrive next Tuesday already. I love it. So uh, the Game Awards announced their nominations in a tweet uh, in which they said, your six nominees for Game of the Year at the Game Awards, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, which I I have not played yet, but I look forward to playing at some point. Uh, Celeste, which I'm not actually familiar with. Uh, God of War, which I haven't played, but I've heard is good. Marvel Spider-Man, which I love. Never heard of it. Uh, you should check it out. It's it's a nice little indie game, but it's it's fun. Uh, I wish it was available for PC. Uh, yeah. uh, Monster Hunter World, which has been getting a lot of buzz. And Red Dead Redemption 2, which I am currently playing and also enjoying. Uh, quite a bit. In fact, I'm enjoying Red Dead Redemption 2 so much that Chris and I have actually started a segment on our Keepers of the Fringe podcast called Red Dead Stories, in which we talk about some of some of the fun stuff we've experienced during the game. Uh, I won't tell you much. You'll have to listen to the show. But I will tell you that one of the things I did mention was um, horse pooping. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, um, it's kind of a natural that the Game Awards nomination would come out, given that uh, the Marvel Spider-Man was has been highly anticipated for years, and uh, it was an instant hit. It was also nominated in 2017 as Most Anticipated Game, and it actually sold 3.3 million units within the first three days of release. It is the fastest-selling PS4 exclusive ever, and it recorded 1 million pre-order copies sold, another record for Sony, which I helped to break. Um, But of course, 
actually winning game of the year could prove difficult. Uh, Spider-Man will likely have only only have the backing of PS4 owners, while fellow nominees like Red Dead Redemption 2 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey will also have Xbox One users in their corner, as well as PS4 users. And, of course, God of War, uh, Celeste, and Monster, Hunt, Monster Hunter were also very popular as well. Uh, Spider-Man is also nominated for Best Game Direction, so it actually has a chance to take home two prizes when the winners are announced on December 6th in Los Angeles. You can find a the full list of nominees and also vote on the categories at the Game Awards site, uh, thegameawards.com. So vote for your favorite, folks. I know I will be. Go vote. Go vote often. Uh, I'm I'm happy that Spider-Man is up there. Uh, it is a great game. It deserves it. Of course, you know, there was some question as to whether they would put a game like that up on the game of the year, but I think they kind of had to. You know, it would be better if they made it for PC. Well... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Um... I got excited when I heard this. Mm, me too. We all know I'm a Muppets fan. We know Derek's a Muppets fan. Jim Henson's holiday special, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, is getting a Which, theat- a limited. I'm sorry. Not, I, go ahead. It's getting a limited theatrical run. And I do believe a couple of weeks ago we mentioned it was also going to have the soundtrack released. Yes. And I also wanted to say that it is, it has been, uh, since I was a child, one of my favorite Christmas specials of all time. Well, along with that, also coming to the big screen, The Bells of Fraggle Rock. Mm. I got to check, see if that's on the uh, Fraggle Rock DVD or Blu-ray set, because mm. we got the Fraggle Rock complete series. Um, of course, no, with music from Paul Williams, uh, this all puppet cast of woodland creatures tells the story of Ma and Paul of Ma and Emmett Otter, a family that has a little more than each other. Uh, when the talent show is held in town, a $50 prize gives them each hope of buying the other a real present this year. Uh, uh, now, the Bells of Fraggle Rock definitely address the melancholy many people feel during the holidays as they struggle to find meaning in the special time of the year. Uh, Bells of Fraggle Rock begin as Scobo Fraggle wonders why he doesn't have his normal excitement over the Festival of the Bells. The most wonderful Wonderful day of the year for Fraggles. You know, just to take Zoe to see this, as much as she loves the Fraggles. I have a funny feeling we're taking her to both. Um, <laughs> Fraggles, for sure. Uh, though his friends try to cheer him up, Gobo ventures on an expedition to the center of Fraggle Rock, a journey that teaches him the importance of individual faith, which still holds true in today's society. So, um, the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas uh, was originally aired in on HBO back in 1977. Wow. Yep. Um, And then the Fraggle Rock was first seen December 24th, 1984. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Uh, in addition to the end cinema presentation, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment will debut Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas on Blu-ray December 18th. Oh, 
which will include the all-new A Jug Band Revival featurette and, and more. Fans can oh, also wow. enjoy more fun with Fraggle Rock The Complete Series, available now for the first time ever on Blu-ray. We have it. 12 discs. Go to Amazon. It was cheapest there. Oh, yeah? Yep. So, so yeah. Muppet goodness coming. Nice. Well, speaking of goodness, not Muppet, but other <laughs> goodness, um... Let me let me just say one name to you, and uh, I'll give you a second to think about that. And that name is Johnny Quest. Ah, uh, Johnny Quest. Fond show, memories. Fond show memories. I never really got into. What? Eh, you know, it's funny enough, you're not the only one to say that, but I used to love Johnny Quest. Now, uh, Johnny Quest is a character that rose to fame. In 1964, with the debut of the ABC primetime cartoon centering on Johnny, a boy with his father who goes on missions around the world, uh, with a team that includes Johnny's best friend, Haji, his bulldog bandit, and government agent, Race Bannon. Uh, the Hanna-Barbera show from creator Doug Wadley was canceled after one season, but lived on in syndication and through comic book and cartoon revivals. Yep. But a but a big screen feature film has eluded the property until now. In the early oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> in the early 1990s, Superman director Richard Donner and Lauren Schuler Donner attempted to get it off the ground after Ted Turner purchased the Hanna-Barbera Library. In 2010, an adaptation was greenlit with Zac Efron as Quest. (laughs) Uh, It it gets better. Uh, Dwayne Johnson as Bannon and and Peter (sighs) Siegel circling to direct. But the project never happened. And then that's because they were able to smell what the rock was cooking. And it wasn't good. They didn't like it. (laughs) And then most recently, director Robert Riguez, Rodriguez was attached in 2015 to direct. Uh, But then that didn't end up happening either. So now uh, the latest news is that Chris McKay, the director of the Lego Batman movie, will be directing Johnny Quest for Warner Brothers, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, McKay directed three seasons of Robot Chicken, and his feature film debut, Lego Batman, earned more than $311 million globally and was a hit with critics. And it was a pretty good movie, I must say. Uh, last year, he became attached to a Nightwing movie focusing on the Batman character, but so far that film has not materialized. And then in this past October, he answered a fan on Twitter who asked that the project was dead by saying, no, you're going to have to wait, though. Keep hope alive. To paraphrase Dick Grayson, Nightwing lives always. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. McKay is also a pro- apparently attached to direct a Dungeons and Dragons film for Paramount. So the Johnny Quest film will be produced by Dan Lin, Jonathan Elric, and Adrian Ascari. Uh, Samantha Niesenbaum and Ryan Halperin are also producing, and Daniel Alter is executive producing. So there we go. So it looks like there might be hope for a Johnny Quest film yet. Interesting choice of director, too. 
As far as I know, I believe it's a live action, not an animated film. Okay. Very interesting. It, it is. It is. But I think there's some other interesting news yes. that you will be. Sorry, I was in the midst of something else. Um, <laughs> favorite chocolatier, Willy Wonka, is getting a prequel, and it could star either Donald Glover or Ryan Gosling. That's quite the um, opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it seems as clear as black and white. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Should I have done that? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Um, mm. It's been more than a decade since the release of Tim Burton's Charlie and Chocolate Factory. And rumblings were going around that a prequel was in the works uh, with Harry Potter's David Heyman. As it turned out, the movie is actually happening and there are two actors at the top of the list. Uh, according to Colander, Ryan Gosling and Donald Glover are currently on the short list to star as Willy Wonka in the prequel. Uh, Heyman himself also talks about the movie a bit. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how to tell the story, what the story is. It's a prequel. It's not a sequel. What makes Willy, when we find him at the chocolate factory doing doing the golden ticket, where is he before that? What leads him to the place where he's locked himself away? How does he get there? So we're playing around. Um, I think the concept is our, well, the author of the story from Epic Streams thinks that the concept's already a bit tired at this point, um, mm. but it wouldn't hurt to get another look at um, Doll's Fantastic Chocolate Factory on screen one more time. Besides, if it gets people interested in the original source material, I, it wouldn't be bad either. Now, now if Glover was cast, um, he's saying, and I think everyone, I, I was thinking the same thing, <clears throat> um, full reboot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would think so. Yeah. Plus, it could build up to the eventual Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which would be more appealing to producers. Only to have one request, though. Denver's or Glover's community co-star, Danny Pudi, has to play all the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> um, I me, could see that. Now, me personally, I would love to see um, Glover in the role. Me too. Um, yeah. Because I, I do see some Gene Wilder in him. Um, mm, yes. And I I don't know. I I, I kind of, looking back at it now, Lando's, or Glover's Lando kind of gave me some influence, felt like there was some influence of Gene Wilder in that as well. Especially a little bit of Wilder's uh, Willy Wonka. I could see that. I could see that. A but, uh, but some of the other just Wilder roles in general, um, which, I mean, it's not bad, but if they go with with Glover definitely let's do a reboot and make it work mm. and, and and let's you know because then you could go ahead and carry on with you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory then move on to Charlie and the Glass Elevator you know and hit all the other stories in the Wonka universe right and I think you would have a great Wonka to grow with that so that's just me. Uh, I want to see Glover. Not me think too. it's, not I, think I it's Ryan that. Gosling, but I want no, to see Glover. I definitely, I definitely see Glover. It makes more sense to me to have Donald Glover than Ryan yes. Gosling. Yes. Ooh, that's my thing. I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking. An, okay, I've heard other shows do it. Oh, I'm drinking this IPA. I'm drinking mm -hmm. this beer. No, at least not yet. We haven't drank alcohol on the show. No. Nope. Uh, I'm afraid for the day we do. <laughs> 
says, that'll take the show to a whole new level, folks. <laughs> and I don't think you're ready for it. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm drinking. I've had the, I think I drank this last week, too. And I don't remember it being as minty. I'm drinking an honest tea organic Moroccan mint green tea. And this mm. bottle or this batch has a little bit more minty flavor to it. <laughs> so shameless plug. You're welcome. Honest tea. Contact us for sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> Now back to busting ghosts. Oh wait, <clears throat> started yet? Well, in that case, who are you gonna call? Uh, Slimer. Oh, wait, sure, sure. Why not? Or <laughs> you could call Dan Aykroyd because in a recent episode of AXS TV's The Big Interview with Dan Rather, uh, Aykroyd teased fans with the news that a new Ghostbusters film is being written right now. Right now. Yes. He uh, he also mentioned that there's a possibility of a reunion with the three remaining Ghostbusters. Right now? Uh, with, right now. Uh, including himself, Bill Murray, and Ernie Hudson. Right now? And, right now. Um, when asked about Bill Murray, he added, I think Billy will come. The story's so good, even if he plays a ghost. Ooh. 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 Of course, there's no guarantee that this film will ever come to fruition. But, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of us fans are hoping to, that something like this would happen. OK, now let me ask this question. How would you feel if they also incorporated the the other crew? Well, I'll tell you, uh, that would not work because, uh, number one, uh, in the 2016 Paul Feig's Ghostbusters reboot. Uh, all of the original cast cameos cameoed as completely different characters, which uh, makes it most likely that the films do not take place in the same universe. <laughs> but you know, which I think was part of the problem for me. I mean, it would have been a whole. It was an interesting story. Uh, I didn't think so. I think it would have been better if they had made it like a direct like a direct part of it and made it them like the children of the originals or somehow related or, you know, if had it directly connected to the original Ghostbusters in some way. I think that was the yeah. part of the problem I had. I, I, would have, I would have loved to have seen more of a tie-in. Right, yeah. That, yeah, it, it was a sequel. So... I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. Uh, I would love, or if it was just me talking about it at work, I would love to have seen a Jurassic Park. Yes. Type exactly. thing where like Jurassic World. It, it was a reboot, but still a continuation of the main story. Exactly. Right. And I think that could have worked. I agree. I think it could have too. Um, but. But that's not what happened. So now uh, Dan Aykroyd says he's actually working on an actual sequel to Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 3, which uh, also brings up the question of how to handle the passing of Harold Ramis, who is not only a staple in the original films as uh, Egon, but one of the co-writers of the film as well. Oh, you, in fact, you got to make him the baddie. In fact, the third film almost happened years ago, but was halted when Ramus got sick. So the question remains, if they choose to kill off his character, Dr. Egon Spengler, they'd have to account for why he's not appearing as a ghost. Unless they did some kind of weird. I mean, you know, he's got to be a ghost. That, he's got uh, to. They, I, 
They could. I mean, look what they did in Star Wars and stuff, you know. They could find a way to, to kind of bring them back. Uh, another big question is that of Rick Moranis, who has taken a long hiatus from acting after his wife passed away in the 90s. Uh, he declined to make a cameo in the Ghostbusters reboot, smartly, but was seen <laughs> but was seen on screen for the first time in over a decade when he reprised his role of Dark Helmet from Spaceballs on the Goldbergs earlier this year. How did I miss that? I know I missed it too. Now we gotta find uh, it. Me too. So you know, uh, there's nothing really um, concrete yet as far as this Ghostbusters three is concerned, but there is still hope and a possibility. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. How, how do you how do you feel about it? Do you want it? Um, I. Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't think I necessarily want it, but I'm not opposed to it either. So if it happened, I'd be cool with it and I'd go see it and everything. But I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like there's no, there's no hole that needs to be filled with Ghostbusters 3 for me. Okay. So if it happens, cool. I'll go see it. I'll be happy to see it. But if it doesn't happen, I'm cool with that too. Let me let me pose this question: What would you want to see in the way of um, of the film if it happens? Well. <sighs> I would like to see, well, I mean, they'd have to get all three of the remaining original cast back, the original Ghostbusters. Um, it may be, it'd be kind of cool to see, like, they, now that they're older, they had retired from ghost busting or it failed or whatever and they kind of are coming back they have something happens and they have to come back and and become the ghostbusters again right i think that could be interesting okay i definitely uh as we've talked about i would definitely prefer to see um whatchamacallit harold ramus brought back as a ghost mm. maybe not as the main antagonist main baddie right yeah but but maybe as the thing that brings them back together yeah yeah i think so because that could that could be an interesting take on it yeah something's going on and he you know he comes appears to the each of them and says you need to get back together because whatever is happening and or, or maybe maybe they broke up because there was a an accident oh that kills yes them. Oh yes, 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 yes. See, I like we could, that. Yeah. If, if they listen to us, we could write this movie for them. <laughs> no, I mean, just mm. point blank, we could write this film for them. Um, I like that angle, though. Yeah, I, I that's the way I would do it. There was an accident mm. on 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 location somewhere. Egon died, and then they kind of split up after that. Yeah. And then kind of fell apart. But they, but they come together on the anniversary. Mm. And this particular anniversary, he comes back. Yeah, interesting. I like it. So what do you do? Why is he back? What type of message is he delivering? Mm. I don't know. Could be the way to go. Could be. Could be. Might be the right way to go. Indeed. So I know. I, I come up with doozies every now and then. <laughs> When you hear me come up with them over on uh, Mind of Marvel Geeks, it drives Kylan nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, why not? That's my thought. That's how I feel. Why not have that? So, it could work. Of course, it'll work. Anyway, um, final story of the night. Man, long night tonight. Yeah. One of our longer episodes. Um, mm. Coin to screen rant Daredevil's Vincent D'Onofrio wants to play DC's Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to read the story first because there is an update. Uh, D'Onofrio wants to play Lex Luthor in a future DC project. Uh, we all know him as Wilson Fix, Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin, in the Netflix series. Um, and he's the main antagonist for the first and third season and a brief appearance in season two. Uh, even though he's currently recognized as Fit, Fisk, he's actually been acting since the 80s, beginning his career with the comedy film The First turn on which i don't remember that one uh throughout his career the actor snagged roles in some big projects such as small little film called full metal jacket Mm -hmm. which do i have any of those drops i'm checking i know i have drops i don't think i'm putting them on this soundboard i know i can add one real quick (laughs) do you think i'm cute do you think i'm funny now that's not D'Anafrio. That's not D'Anafrio. Uh No, that's that's Emery Sergeant Gunny Sergeant Emery. Um, but Ooh. it was that whole sequence. Didn't, didn't he pass away earlier this year? Uh, he passed away a couple. I thought it was a year or two ago. You want to look him up while I continue this? Sure. Because if if you don't, you owe me for one jelly donut. You. <laughs> Now, here's a funny... Okay, I'm going off topic real quick. Like, that doesn't happen on this show. He was not originally cast in that role. Really? He was brought in as a um, as an advisor. Huh. And they liked him better than the actor that was cast, and that's how he came into that role. They put no, him kidding. in it instead. He was just supposed huh. to be a tech, technical advisor on it. How insane is that? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Full Metal Jacket, Ed Wood, and Men in Black. Did you realize Roach Guy was D'Onofrio? Yes. Yeah, see, the last film I saw him in before Men in Black was Full Metal Jacket. And I'm like, uh, no, there's no way Pyle is Roach Guy. Edgar. <laughs> uh, he also appears in Jurassic World as the character Hoskins before being being eaten alive by, by a Velociraptor, which I loved him in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Nafro made the comment about playing Lex Luthor after he replied to a fan's question on Twitter. When a fan asked him what other character would he like to play on Daredevil, D'Nafro replied, I wouldn't. I'd jump over to DC and play Lex. The actor mm. also revealed last year he would appear in the DCEU if he was offered a role uh, when he congratulated Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman's success. Um, D'Onofrio has, this is the update, he has taken down the initial tweet explaining his reasoning on Twitter. I took down my Lex tweet because some folks go overboard, which is fun, but out of context, which is also fun, I guess, much like this tweet. Um, here's my problem with this. Um, okay. Now, D'Onofrio has shown interest in playing Kingpin in future MCU Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and even wanted to appear as a crazy character in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Hmm. Of course, this was before James Gunn got canned. Um, he also said he was interested in making a Kingpin spinoff show with Netflix, which now I'd rather almost see that happen over on uh, Disney Plus when that comes out. 
Ooh, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, now, he has shown interest in playing the character of Lex, uh, but won't get the, the role anytime soon since Jesse Eisenberg is playing Rex in the DC film universe. But yeah. we have heard Wonder Woman 1984 will be rebooting said universe. So uh-huh. uh, someone uh, at Screen Rant hasn't been paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, he... He did wonders for Kingpin and Daredevil, so it wouldn't be too too hard to of a stretch to imagine him as another bad villain. Uh, also, reports surfaced a few months ago that Warner Brothers was looking to reset the DC Extended Universe. So, no, they have said they are resetting the DC Universe. We covered the story here. Did they not say they are resetting the DC Universe with Wonder Woman 1984? Because we have questioned, then what do you do with Aquaman and Shazam? Mm-hmm. Do you make that part of the reset? Because right now, the only common thread through all of this was he was either Ben Affleck as Batman, like we saw at the end of Suicide Squad, or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. So um, as I'm reading the story, I see a headline next next to it saying Stephanie McMahon saying WWE could become bigger than Disney. <laughs> I saw that. Uh... So, um, so yeah, here's my problem with this. I understand he wants to make the jump and, and play a character over in DC, but Halle, prime example, Halle Berry, Catwoman, Storm. Uh, who else has made jumps from it? Uh, Ryan Reynolds with Green Lantern and Deadpool. But then again, he even makes fun of himself for that. Mm. I'm sorry. Once you're, I think, I think it should be, I've always felt this way. Once you're cast in one company's films, you don't do the other companies. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. Or there needs to be a lot of time that passes beforehand. That way there's a chance for a reboot or whatever. So that that's that's just me. Because to me it felt odd that Halle Berry is doing both um, whatchamacallit, uh, Catwoman and Storm at, the, at roughly the same time. It just felt mm, weird. Not to me it didn't. Other than well, the fact Cat, that Cat, Catwoman that was Cat a horrible was, film. Yeah. I mean, that was, oh my God, was that horrible Mm. Not saying, but we're saying. Mm-hmm. And oh, we're saying hard. <laughs> Horrible. Mm. Can we say that again? Horrible. <laughs> It, it was so bad, cats refused to crap in the litter box in protest. <laughs> Zoos were complaining about constipation in lions and tigers. No bears. Oh, my. Mm. But I know I'm getting carried away with this. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm allowed. It's our show. It's award winning. I got to say thank you to Chris for the for the congratulations. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, if you're listening, thank you, man. We got to get you on the show at some point. We got to figure out how. Yeah. Maybe over the holidays, man. Maybe. Maybe. He's usually working when we record, but maybe we can figure something out. Let's see what, Chris, get, get with, get with uh, as Jim calls him, get with Chumley here. <laughs> Tell us what your holiday schedule is like. Maybe we'll get you on a Sunday after, or Wednesday after, thing, after Christmas, if we decide <laughs> we're going to record after Christmas. You know what? You come on the show on the, that's what, the 27th, 26th? Mm-hmm. Something like that. If you come on on the 20th, if, if you're willing to come on, on December 26th, I'll record the show after Christmas. A week we normally don't record, I'll record a show with you. And you make it how you want it to be. It's the Chris, Chris special. Or am I setting ourselves up for something that I don't want to go down that road? <laughs> Maybe. I have to be careful, Chris. It might turn up. Never mind. I'll save the comments for off air. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself. Anyway, no, definitely 
Chris want you on the show at some point. We just got to figure out how. Just got to figure out how. So, um, final thoughts. Well, actually, I have two final thoughts. No. <laughs> yes. The first one is, um, as we discussed, uh, actor R. Lee Ermey uh, did pass away on April 15th, 2018 of pneumonia. So it was this year. Yep. Why did I think it was more than that? Well, it's a, it's a lot. Of, a lot of people have died in the last couple of years. It's uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember when. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my other final thought is actually I remembered what I was going to say. Uh-oh. Um I had forgotten it, but now I remembered. And that is there is uh there has been a rumor that has come out that we could possibly be getting the trailer to Avengers 4 in the next 2 weeks. Hmm. What do you have up on what's in front of your camera? Oh, sorry. That's my <laughs> that was my uh my whiteboard with my topics on it. Ah, uh, <laughs> I, I need to send you some of these notepads that I got from Blueberry. Mm. Either that or you need to contact them. See if you mm. can get you some. Um, but I also use journal books, which I don't know where my journal books went. I like using my whiteboard. I might have to look into that. Um, so, right. yeah, poss- go? Po- possibly in two weeks, we could be getting a trailer for Avengers 4. That's exciting news. What's coming in two weeks as well? Uh, typically, the week of Thanksgiving or the week after Thanksgiving is, uh, oh, the Disney Worldwide Advertisement, a.k.a. also known as the Disney State of the Union Address, a.k.a. the Holiday Special. Mm, and that's what I'm wondering if it might be on that we shall see if not what else comes out in a couple of weeks uh wreck it ralph 2 breaks the internet uh, oh oh oh, yeah 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 yeah. sounds like you're about to break something (laughs) sure Sure as heck, not the internet. So, um, I would say, do I have other, do I have any, I have no, th- I don't think I have any thoughts, final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say we are working on a new theme song for the show. Um, let, let, let us, let us know if, if you are kind of, it's not that I'm tired of the theme song we, we have. It's just, we came up with such a great idea, especially since it'll tie in with what's on our, our jerseys for Weeby Geeks. Makes it easier for us to call you citizens of the geek revolution. Because remember listening. Oh, what was that line? Mm. I'm not going to be able uh, where's the quotes? It's probably not on here anymore. Um, remember, service guarantees citizenship. How's your service? Listening to our show. Because as we say in our promo, which we don't play here, you might hear on other shows, join We Be Geeks and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. That's kind of what we're doing. So, yeah, so that's that. So we got we got a new new theme song coming along. So it's going to work. Um, that's it, right? Nothing else you can think of? That's all I have. Well, then, until next time. Want to know more? So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie?